How to heal your damaged emotions. Hello, my name is Joseph Helen, your friend. I'm back with another episode in this series of Wisdom for Life. And I'm talking about how you can heal your damaged emotions. What are damaged emotions? A lot of people walk around with emotions that are damaged. On top of that, a lot of people walk around with arrested development. And I want to explain this thing so that you can get away out of the prison of fear, the prison of pain, the prison of wounds, and the prison of incessant hurts. Now, damaged emotions are really negative words that have been trapped in the heart of a person. You were born and people began to say certain things to you or over you or all about you. And if these things were not true, then these things become a stronghold or they become capsules or they become words that are domiciled in your heart and these words are negative. Because they are negative, they arrest your development they stop you from growing beyond that level. Let's take for example, you're in school and uh, maybe you didn't get your mathematics right and the teacher says you never amount to anything. And they keep saying that every single time you attend your mathematics class. Those words become a stronghold in your heart. They become a set of emotional pain and hindrance to success in your life so that every time you think about mathematics, a set of emotions are activated and one of them is, I'll never amount to anything. And as you hear those words, they inform your decisions from that particular time onwards and your desire to improve or your desire to put in effort is thwarted just by the very thought of the words that were spoken by your teacher. See, a teacher is an authority over a student, so their words carry weight, their words carry water, because if a student believes their words, then they can pass an examination. They get skills and they get knowledge, a set of prerequisite skills that one needs so that they can pass exams, so that they can become well-educated, knowledgeable, and, and well-skilled, and well-equipped for life. So when such a person turns around and tells you something negative and something that's untrue, that arrests your development from that particular time onwards. So how should one deal with it? You must confront every lie that's entered your heart with the truth. I've told you time and again that I derive my wisdom from the Bible because I'm a Christian. So you see, words that are spoken into your life are objects. They are emotional feelings. You see, when somebody insults you, for example, they haven't hurt you physically. They haven't touched you physically. They haven't pierced you with a, a weapon. They haven't done anything that's physical to you. But the very word they speak can cause you tremendous physical pain. Why? Because those words themselves are sets of emotions. And if they are negative words, they become sources of pain. And that's what we call wounded emotions. How do you heal wounded emotions? First, you have to be honest about the words that you have believed about yourself, words that are usually not true. For example, being told that you will never amount to anything is a lie. Every human being has a chance, a right, and has the ability to become whatever they will ever want to be on the face of the earth. But such negative words can be your prison house. You need to break out of that prison by first expressing it. If you go to first say, look, I was told I'd never amount to anything. I renounce those words. I don't believe them anymore. 
then replace them with positive words. Say, I am capable and able to do whatever I set my heart on to do. I can be a successful person in any area of my life as long as I'm willing to work at it and as long as I'm willing to develop the skills and, and get the knowledge required to be successful in that field. So no one can really limit you, but words can limit you because they replay like a record over and over again in your mind until you reach a point where you believe. Once you believe negative words, you start going towards a negative direction. Let's, let me give you another example. Somebody says you're so ugly, nobody will ever be attracted to you. And if that is said over and over again, especially by family members, eh? you see some of these negative words are usually spoken by family members. People whose words you value, people whose words you take seriously. And that's the reason why they settle so deep within your heart. Now, if those are the words that have been spoken to you, of course you know they are not true. Deep within your heart you know they're not true, but because they ring so loudly. They are replayed over and over again like a record. You know, it's as if they are brainwashing you and indoctrinating you, telling you you'll never want to end. You'll never want to end. You're ugly. Nobody will ever like you. Nobody will ever love you because you're ugly. You've got to go to a point where you say, look, I might not look the best, but I'm not ugly. Renounce that word. Renounce those sets of words or that statement. Say, I renounce. I cut it off. I expel it from my life. I discontinue this noise that carries on in my mind telling me that I'm ugly and that nobody will ever love me. And in its place... I declare and I state that I am a lovely person, I am a beautiful person, I am a wonderful person, and I can be loved while I love in return. Or I can love while I'm loved in return. When you do this consistently, you'll find yourself getting rid of the toxic statements that have been domiciled in your heart, that have taken such a huge portion of your heart to the extent that your behavior is informed by negativity. And the resultant effect is that you start moving towards the negative direction instead of moving forward and upwards as you ought to do. So ladies and gentlemen, you can get your damaged emotions, you can get your wounded emotions healed by honestly acknowledging the lies that are within and then confronting those lies with truth. You see, darkness and light will not mix. A lie will not carry the day because a lie cannot be consistent and cannot be proved. But the truth does not need proof, neither does it need to be defended because it's the reality. It's a verity. It cannot, you don't need to defend the fact that it is daylight because it speaks for itself. But you have to put up a spirited defense if you are faced with a lie. If one is questioning your lie, you'll put up a spirited defense. If one is questioning your truth, you'll keep repeating the very same truth. And when they do their investigation, they'll find out that there's nothing contrary to the truth that you spoke. So, when lies are playing their music, their negative, their ugly music in your heart and in your mind, switch off the record by saying, this nonsense must stop forthwith. I am not a bad person. I may have made bad decisions, but I've learned from my mistakes and I'm able now to act maturely and to move towards the, the right direction 
based on truth and based on reality. So you cannot sit there all your life saying, oh, I'm bad and all that. Erase negativity and in its place, print positivity. You see, there's a story told about a woman. She was 50 years old when she started crying before a counselor. This woman said, oh, I'm feeling so sad. I'm feeling so sad. I don't like anything. I'm feeling so sad about life. And then the counselor asked, why are you feeling so sad, my dear? She said, oh, because my mother wanted to abort me. My mother wanted to abort me. You see, 50 years of her life was spent crying because the mother wanted to abort her. Do you know that's not really true because she didn't get aborted. She wanted to, but she never did it. Or maybe she tried to procure an abortion, but it never succeeded. So this woman, for 50 years, did not live her life because of a lie. She thought that she did not deserve to live. She thought that she was not wanted because of something the mother wanted to do 50 years ago. Just bringing her, bringing to her attention the fact that she's alive today and that she deserves to live that life honestly, richly, with joy and happiness and that nothing should at all stop her from being a happy person. Just telling her that changed her perspective. But of course she had to face the fact that there was a lie. There was a record that was playing over and over and over again in her mind, in her heart, in her memory. There were things that were recorded in her genes. They were recorded in the cells of her body. They were recorded in the recesses, the deep crevices of her heart. And these words were a lie that you are not wanted. Why? Your mother wanted to abort you. Of course, the abortion was an abortive attempt to Cut short her life. She survived. What if she said, wait a minute, my mother wanted to abort me, but I'm so grateful to God that I survived. It means I can survive an attempt over my life. I can survive anything contrary to my life. She, of course, after 50 years old, began to live because she faced the lie that just because the mother wanted to abort her, she did not deserve to live. She lived and she started enjoying her life. The same can happen to you. If you choose right now to face, take a piece of paper and a pen, get some writing material and just write down those lies that you believed about yourself. You believe you are poor, not really. Poverty is a state of mind. As you think, so shall you be. If you know that you can solve problems skillfully and you can continuously solve those problems skillfully, ultimately you'll break the back of poverty. So you can't afford to spend the rest of your life believing that you are a poor person. It's a lie. So you must renounce it. You must say, I renounce the lie that consistently harasses me, telling me that I'm a poor person in its place. I declare that I am resourceful, industrious, hardworking, and creative, and I will be able to create the amount of money that I need for my life. If you do that, you start seeing tremendous changes happening in your life. And while at it, ladies and gentlemen, avoid blame game. Any moment you blame somebody, it means you are too lazy to face your own life. Even if somebody hurts you, of course, you also contribute 
contributed a certain percentage to the altercation that resulted to pain. So why not deal with your percentage even if it is minimal? Deal with it first and then the rest of it can be fixed. Why not just work on your life? Because you can change yourself but you can't change someone else. You see, you can change the story written in your heart, but you cannot change the story written in someone else's heart unless they believe your words. So start with yourself. It's much easier. And as you do that, you'll grow beyond certain levels and you'll find yourself engaging people who are at your level, people who can enjoy your company, your words, your nature, your temperament, your personality, people that can enjoy the kind of person you are. So don't try hard changing anybody. Change your own story. Go back to the recesses of your heart. Find out what lies that have been written there and erase them by renouncing them, refute them, refuse them, nullify them. And then in their place, say something positive. You see, nullifying or denying or refuting is not enough. You have to replace it with something positive. You have to replace it with something from a standard. I've always told you this, that you need to have a standard for your life. You need to have a source of truth that is verifiable, that can be depended upon, so that you keep referencing everything that happens in your life based on that standard. So when one tells you that you are useless, that's a lie. And if you believe that lie, it becomes a stronghold. When it becomes a stronghold, it becomes a mindset. When it becomes a mindset, it controls you without you having to think about it. You just act like it. You see, a mindset is a sentiment. It's a mental disposition. I told you that in my first episode. It's a, sen uh, a mental disposition, a set of thoughts that have become such a part and parcel of your life that you don't need to think about them. You just act like them. You quickly just act like them. But you can also trace sources of your mindset, your disposition, your sentiment. Yep. The way you see life, the way you feel about life, your opinion about life. That's what a mindset is. Your opinion about life. If you can challenge that mindset by going back to find out whether that mindset is true or not. And if you find that it's not true, replace it with truth. You see, many years ago, I used to teach critical thinking and uh, theory of knowledge to high school students. And as I taught critical thinking, there was a statement that somebody from Australia stole somebody's phone. And so everybody started saying Australians are thieves. And they said, that's now a glittering generality. You are generalizing too much. You see, the fact that one person from a certain community hurts you doesn't mean that community is bad. But most human beings believe that. If they go to a country and they get robbed or something, or some crazy thing happens to them, they begin to hate the entire country. You see, they believe the lie about the country. You need to trace that lie and say, it's one person that hurt me. So that one person is the one who is bad. And that's the person I need to avoid. Not the entire country, not an entire race, not an entire tribe. You see, glittering generalities are a sign that, is an, that there is an underlying lie within your heart that somewhat masks your ability to get into truth when dealing with people and dealing with circumstances. It's as if there's a smoke screen that makes it difficult for you to see realities about things. But even then, you can wait for the smoke to dissipate for you to see clearly. You know, in warfare, especially 
when dealing with aeroplanes. I've studied in um, certain books where they say a smoke screen is when the uh, enemy creates lots of smoke in the path of their opponent. So when the plane is flying, they can't see anything because they're right within the smoke. And they're usually told that the best way to do the smoke screen is to fly straight, never change your bearings. Because you'll come out of it. Go straight on. But you see, if you believe the smoke screen, you're going to start changing your direction. That's how you end up crashing. So the best way to deal with the wounds within your heart, th those wounds are like smoke screens. They, are, they really don't exist. They are a set of words that are lies. They're like a mirage in front of you. It looks real, but when you get there, it's really quite, it's really quite not there. So what do you do? Move on straight. Take the straight path. Don't veer. Don't meander. Don't undulate in your path. Instead, challenge the lie and use the truth, the straight path. If somebody told you you're too old to succeed in life, that's a lie. You've got to erase it from your mind. You've got to take it away from your mindset. Don't say old people can't do certain things. Unless, of course, you're talking about competitive sports, something that is a reserve for youthful people. But if it's about success, if it's about business, if it's about uh, making money, if it's about raising a family, if it's about just being happy and successful in life, then old age must never be a hindrance. It's also not true that old age will come with sickness and disease. That's a big, big lie. If you take care of your diet and you exercise and you're a person whose emotions are positive, you are going to live long. You're going to live a very long, healthy life and you can still be strong and robust as you do your work. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to give you encouragement and also to bring you a word of healing. You see, a few um, episodes ago, I mentioned to you about a certain part of the Bible that says that a cheerful heart is good. It's like medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. It's important for your heart to be cheerful, and your heart cannot be cheerful if you do not confront the lies that are recorded and printed and programmed therein. Challenge every single one of them and replace them with truth. That's what we call the good fight of faith. You've got to believe the right thing about yourself and stick to that so that you are not bedeviled, neither are you, lied to by the smoke screen. You've got to move on in strength, in power, with a great resolve to be the best you can ever be, especially in your emotions. Do you know that relationships are based a great deal on emotions? Relationships break because somebody's emotions are hurt. Emotion plays a very big role in how we relate to each other. It's just so sad that schools do not deal with emotions. They deal only with our cognitive ability. They deal with our minds, but they never really want to deal with our emotions. That's the reason why a lot of people uh, end up arrested in their development because emotions that are damaged will arrest your growth. If you're five years old and, and you're traumatized, you remain five until you deal with the lie, until you remove that lie, replace it with the truth, then you quickly grow up and you reach the level of your present or current age. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just about to uh, sign out. So let me give you a quick recap. How do you heal damaged emotions? If you know that your emotions are healed, or how do you know your emotions are damaged? When you are 
quickly angered, when you're easily angered, when you're volatile, emotionally volatile, when you slam doors and walk out on meetings, or when you become extremely defensive, or when you're so petrified with fear that you can barely talk, when you're easy to bully, when you cannot speak for yourself, when you cannot say, hey, stop it, when you're not able to say no, those are signs of emotional trauma, which uh of course, produce emotional wounds which then arrest you and you're not able to grow. You continue acting like a child when you should act like an adult. You act in a kiddish way. For example, throwing tantrums is kiddish. An adult should not throw tantrums. An adult should get into a discourse and should be willing to reconcile and do what it takes to negotiate until problems are solved. But if you're not able to do that and your way is as a punching people, beating people up or walking out on them or... Um, giving them an, an epithet of insults and expletives and things that are so negative. If that's how you talk, it means there's immaturity in your life. And that immaturity came as a result of arrested development that was based on a traumatic experience or negative words, a set of negative words that were programmed in your heart, either by your father, your mother, your uncle, your auntie, the people that were around you, your teacher, your uh, coach, or your Professor, somebody you looked up to programmed negative words in you. And now that you know, now that you're old enough to study for yourself, you can go back and undo those words, renounce them and replace them with positive words. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your friend, Joseph Helen, signing out now. I love you so very much. I look forward to being with you again in the next episode. Bye-bye.